Uh, we're blessed to have my dear brother in the Lord, Pastor Kenneth Carr. Uh, he served as a pastor in Chicago for a number of years. And some of you remember he was here with us before on a couple of occasions. And God has blessed us to have him back again. He's now a member of First Baptist Church, Glenarden, where he also is employed. So he's my co-worker. And we are grateful again to have him. So come on, Pastor, and share what God has put on your heart. God bless you, Reverend Lady, and thank you so much for this another opportunity that you have allowed me to minister to God's great people. And I want to say congratulations on your year of service to the prayer line. I know that many have been blessed and um, and I'm sure that they've been uh, um, strengthened as a result of it, especially during this pandemic. Um, I want to give a scripture and then I'll go right into, into my teaching. Um, so I want to give the scripture of uh, found in Luke, the fourth chapter, and it's uh, Luke 4 and 18. Now, I just want to give you a little history. This is when Jesus is on the scene. He, um, after his 40-day fast, um, after being tempted by the enemy, now he is going to the synagogue. He's reading the scroll. Um, and so understand that the people of Israel were in exile um, for hundreds of years. And now he's in a situation um, where he's ministering to people that think that they are already sanctified because they are learning how to be more sanctified because of being in exile for so many years. So he, he writes this. He's open, he opened the, opened the scrolls and said this, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And this is a very important passage of scripture, um, especially I want to just focus on um, to preach deliverance to those who are captive, to preach deliverance to those who are captive. And I want to just highlight that word deliverance. Deliverance is, is something that is needed and for the saints of God. Remember, salvation is for the sinner man. Deliverance is for uh, the saints of God. And why is deliverance so important? It's because you find yourself, uh, if you were like me, after getting saved, you believe that all the battles and struggles you had in the past before you got saved is, is completely gone and is done with. And then you find out the reality of who the enemy is after getting saved. And if you find yourself in a place today that you're still struggling with some things, I come to just give you some encouragement to let you know that Jesus is our strong deliverer. And I want to give you some steps. I want to give you seven steps to deliverance that will really help you and strengthen you in this hour, especially in this pandemic, while we're all um, closed up in our home. Some of us, um, some of us are working from home. So it gives us an opportunity to do introspection and to really allow the Lord to go into those areas of our lives that we don't let nobody in. But I want to tell you that that room that, that you have locked and you put a padlock on and you won't let nobody in, that's the room that the Lord wants to go in so that you can be healed and you can be made whole. So what does deliverance mean? It just simply means um, the action of being rescued or set free from something that has been binding you. Um, you know, that thing that won't allow you to move on in life. And you find yourself in a cycle of life at the same time of the year or the same um, every year you say, this won't happen again or I won't do this no more. But you find yourself going back to that same thing. That's when you need to understand that deliverance needs to take place in your life. So seven steps, right quick, seven steps of deliverance. And I want to say honesty, simply just seven simple steps, honesty, 
simply tell the truth. Be honest. Everybody don't know how to be honest um, where the enemy has allowed, um, where you have allowed or we have allowed the enemy to come in. That was one of the hardest things. Uh, we find ourselves, it's easier to put our church faces on. It's easier for us to, you know, put our smile on them, blessed and highly favored in our greeting. Um, but when you're by yourself at night about to lay your head on your pillow, those thoughts that come to your mind, that real place where God wants to be, he wants you to be honest in that place where he can come in and do some fixing and some cleansing. So honesty is number one. Number two is humility. Um, um, uh, being humble, uh, being broken. You know, I love the scripture that tells us that when we find ourselves um, in a, a fault with a brother or sister, he says to lay our gifts at the altar and leave them there so that we can be restored. And one of the things that we don't know, or some of us don't know how to do, especially when you when you become a pastor, minister, preacher, deacon, or you have a title in church, and you so used to being the strong one, it's kind of hard for us to humble down and say, you know what, I have this problem. I, I just, you know, and I need some help, you know. Um, so understand that humility is so important because you are relinquishing your, your stance or what you think or what you think you know all under god you allowing god to come in to that place and you have uh there's an obedience that goes along with the humility that you're going to make i am going to make these proper steps to get to where i need to be for deliverance so first one is honesty second one is humility the third one is repentance after after you acknowledge those things in your life you know that you have opened some doors or you have caused some things to take place repentance being godly sorry about it it's not just about the words you say but it's the turning away from that actual sin that the devil has caused you to be in whether it's been uh for a month or five years or ten years or whatever it is sometimes as a bloodline assignment bloodline curse that you got to deal with but you as an individual have to learn how to uh, identify it repent about it and move to the next step renunciation that means you're giving up all the ground to what the enemy has done as a result of him entering into your life. I renounce it. I give it up. I no longer want it, whether it is smoking, drinking, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're facing in your life, renounce it, giving up all the ground. The uh, number uh, five is a very, very important one, which is forgiveness. You must forgive others who have wronged you. You must understand that the word of God tells us if you don't forgive, he will not forgive you. And, but I'm finding that it's not sometimes other people, but sometimes we blame ourselves. Mm. And we have to understand that you must forgive yourself. Amen. You must, and that's what brings the condemnation and the torment because we're constantly allowing the enemy to harass us about something that wasn't even our fault. And I want to tell you even right there, it's not your fault. This is an assignment that came from the enemy. You belong to God and he's been, the enemy has been trespassing long enough and now you gotta serve him his eviction notice. You gotta serve him his papers today and tell him that's it for you. You're out of here. I'm gonna get you and put you out of my life for once and for all. And number six, pray. Talk to God, communicate with the Lord and let him know I have identified these things. I'm giving up all the ground to it. I'm humble to whatever steps I need to take and what I need to do. Um, and I'm ready 
to I'm ready for you to enter into this room where I have locked up for a long time. And I want to just let you know that if you are in that type of position, that when you pray before the Lord, that's why I love when you say, don't don't be like the Pharisees. Don't be like the hypocrites that go stand on the corner and say big swelling words. But he said, come on into the room, close the door, go into your closet and close the door because you need to understand that what you need to tell God, it is safe. You don't have to worry about no gossip. It ain't gonna, it's not going to hit the street. It's not going to filtrate <laughs> through, through your buddies and they're not going to blast it all on social media. No, God is loyal to you. He loves you enough that where you are, he wants to bring healing in that area. Uh, and the last one, and it's, it is very important as well, after you have done all of those six steps, the last one is warfare. You need to understand that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And uh, Ephesians 6 and 12 tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm -mm. No, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places is what we're wrestling against. And all this time, you have been blaming others for the things that's been happening in your life. But I want to tell you today, it's been the enemy all along. You got to know that when you're dealing with demonic forces, they are simply disembodied spirits and they need a vessel to work, to operate his, his task through. And sometimes that could be uh, your brother, your sister, uh, the ones that's closest to you that hurt you the most. I want to tell you that the enemy has been trespassing all along and you've been putting the blame on the wrong one. And that's why you cannot win the battle. Understand that when you stand um, in praying and then you get into a position of warfare, you are now battling. You're fighting against the enemy of your soul. And I want to tell you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. We are winners today. Amen. 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 Amen, amen. and amen. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And it's so true because... At the end of the day, we have to take our stand and do what God told us to do. Just like Peter yes. turned out to be a great man of God, but when mm -hmm. he was not submitting himself to the spirit of God, mm -hmm. Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, yes. any of us, if we're not careful, can be used by the enemy. Mm -hmm. And yes. the other thing is that we recognize, like you said, the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's, it's mm -hmm. principalities. Yes. And it's a spiritual warfare. So we need to take it to the Lord in prayer. And we need to yes. war against those things mm -hmm. in the spirit realm and our weaponry, which is prayer. Yes. So praise be to God and his word, which is our sword of the spirit. Praise yes. God. Yes. Amen. So we thank God for you. And we want to apply these principles to our lives, wherever there's strongholds in your life, things that you just can't seem to shake. Follow the man of God's directions and see when God give you a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Amen. So